2: Who's going to say no to
1: him? He keep, Roman keeps going on. He, he spends all this money on the youth academy. He keeps saying he wants to see youngsters coming through. Tell one of the managers you got to play youth. Just tell them.
2: Uh, by the way, this is the Talking Tech, this podcast. I think I'll start the podcast somewhere before. Uh, yeah. My name's Daniel. It's a boy, Double H. Carl going to be here this week. Unfortunately, he's not feeling well. So shout out to Carl. I, I should plug quickly. Um, Carl has pieces that are coming out on BBC um, they're called Naughty Boys in the WhatsApp group. He was telling us that like it's an idea. It's a it's a series of essays around players or the best players um, in the world before. Like Ronaldo and Messi had the duopoly, uh, which sounds really interesting. And Carl will be on the Premier League show with Gabby Logan this Thursday on BBC2. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, at 10 p.m. But this week for Talking Tactics, we swapped out one Ghanaian for another.
1: what's up nini nini fc hey you guys thanks for having me on have been looking forward to coming on
2: nah man it's 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 always a pleasure to have you man last last episode was fun so i figured we'd
1: do it again took you guys a long time to invite me back on but
2: you know what we we actually don't have that many guests so you should feel honored man very few guests man very very very
1: few it's the elite group yeah (laughs) "Mm."
2: speaking of shout out to paul and sword for coming on the podcast last week we had a really really good discussion um just about kind of like mental health and stands and things of that nature it was a fun discussion so if you haven't listened to that episode from last week go back and listen to it um nini man tell the people about your platform where they can find you all this stuff before we get started
1: you guys if you want to hear my thoughts and opinions on Chelsea, follow me on youtube that is blue lions tv lions not lines people think i'm saying i'm saying l-i-n-e-s lion like in the savannas, you know the big cat blue Lions tv follow <laughs> me there and yeah that, that's pretty much it Best Chelsea channel on YouTube. Oh, for sure,
0: for sure.
2: We we are we are honored and privileged to have Nidi on with us. We will get to Chelsea in a second, but we'll start with the first game of the Premier League that happened this week after the international break. Thank God the international break was over. Spurs one, Liverpool two. I'll open the floor. You know,
0: you know, you know that whole thing. Get the strap. Yes, <laughs> <50 Cent's> does. <laughs> I think, Pochettino needs to get that strap, and he needs to go. I need to find out where Levy is. Because I think Levy thought he could get away with it. Two back to back losses, and Good Lords. I believe that this is the worst that, that was the worst I saw Tottenham play under Pochettino. It was very easy for Liverpool. It should have been five or six. Easily should have been five or six. Um Harry Kane call it fatigue, call it out of form. He was trash. Like he didn't he didn't do anything. But I think for Liverpool
1: it was too easy, way too easy for, for them.
2: Did you watch the match, Nidi? What did you think?
1: Yeah, of course I watched it. I mean, um, Whenever I look at Spurs, I've kind of seen where their weak area is. And it's like, teams that are good at attacking the flanks, Spurs really really struggle against them. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, when you're using guys like Ericsson and Ali in the half space, or, you know, they were using Lucas Moore up front with uh, Harry Kane, of course, is very narrow. They need that width from from their fullbacks to help support the play. And once you force them back, once they can't get forward, that really limits what Spurs can do. And I've seen I mean, I've seen so many teams like Monaco, for example, Man City are another one. Liverpool were another one as well. I mean, you know, the amount of times Mane was getting in behind, I thought he was fantastic. One of the most underrated players in the... I mean, I'm not going to say underrated, a player that isn't credited enough as much as he Mm. should be. And I just think that they constantly just attack the spaces in behind and really stop Spurs from doing much. And I think that that's how you stop Tottenham. I'm going to sound kind of arrogant. I don't mean to. I think Spurs are a good team but they're not a great team. I think they've had the same first team for the past few years now. It looks like they're not going to go to any different level anytime soon. I think mm. the players they sign aren't really upgrades to anyone that they have in the first team as well. And I kind of think that it's purely down to Pochettino and his ama- amazing you know, squad management, tactics, training sessions, et cetera, et cetera, that have made a team that really shouldn't be in the Champions League You know, Champions League qualifiers
2: if we know how Levy operates and kind of how their wage bill works, you can't find better players in those 11 positions. I mean, obviously, Vorm started, so you might be able to do better with the goalkeeper. But if we just say Lloris is in the team, it's it's hard to find better players than the 11 that they have for the wages that they're on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, how do you get this chairman to spend his money? That's basically the question Spurs have. Otherwise, as you said, they won't improve. They, they've peaked. Yeah.
1: I think it kind of comes down to their stadium as well. I think that's the thing. Spurs don't really have any money. All their money's gone into their stadium, so um, I think that's one thing that's really affected what they can do. But I mean, I mean, I keep saying this every year to be honest, and Spurs keep, uh, you know, they, they they keep going against what I'm saying. But I, I finally think this might be the season where they're not going to get into the Champions League.
2: So, what what do you guys think about about Liverpool's performance and like its its totality? Jordan should have been their hardest game. It was too easy for, for them. But
0: you can only beat what's in, in front of you. They've won the, the games. They've either looked amazing or they've been able to be defensively strong. Defensively, they're they a lot better. They have kept a lot more clinches than they already have. Gomez and Van Dijk look very good as a defensive partnership. Anderson, apart from that craziness against Leicester, looks <laughs> a lot better than that trash that Carrius was. Um, <laughs> but um, five games is, is too early. 15, 20 games. Okay, let's see where, where things are at because a lot can happen in six, seven, eight games' time. So,
1: when, when do Liverpool play Chelsea, Nini? Like, this is coming up relatively soon. It's going to be a great encounter because, you know, we're playing them in the uh, Carabao Cup and in the league. So, I, I kind of think for the Carabao Cup, both teams will use a, a, a weaker team. So, in a way, you're like judging each other's squad depth. And then after that they're playing in the league and then you're judging you know you're really seeing who's the real title contender and and, and who's one of the favorites for the league so i think it's really going to show us a lot about the depth at chelsea and just how strong the first team are as well and i think that playing against a team like liverpool their system their tactics i think they play a very great style of football uh, i mean again it's worked they got to the champions league final very unlikely against real madrid and i think that it's going to be a great test to see just how well the players have adapted to the new system.
2: Mm. Chelsea, I think we learned a lot about Chelsea. They played Cardiff in kind of that next big game of the top six this week. Um, down 1-0 to Cardiff at home. And it was kind of like, how how is this team going to respond? Because if it was Conte, <laughs> By the way, Nini, we haven't spoke since Conte has gone, man. Yeah. Can, can we just give a round of applause <laughs> for this dude being gone? Like, I'm so thankful, but uh so. If that was under Antonio Conte and Sol Bamba scores that goal with the kind of negative way that Conte approached games, maybe that could have ended up being a, like a 2 1 L.
1: I mean, probably. Let's be serious. I mean, uh, it's actually pretty funny. I was actually talking about this in a video I, I literally just uploaded right now. And I was talking about the fact that one thing I love about Sari is the game management. Now, game management is something I've always been going on about. I feel like under managers like Mourinho and, and obviously Conte as well. The way they control games is to, you know concede possession keep your shape defend and try and hopefully get something on the counter-attack and you know it doesn't work anymore now because you're just giving free possession to the opposition and you're allowing them to create chances of which they won't creating beforehand and i think that's one thing i love about sorry there's that momentum he doesn't want the team to drop their levels at all he wants them to continue what they're doing And this is why he makes early substitutions. I mean, I mean, you know, forget the Kovacic one. It was an injury. But look, for example, Willian, I was making this point in the video. If this was under Conte or Mourinho, you might be unhappy at being on the bench. But now when you're under Sari, it's okay. Why is it okay? Number one, when you're coming on as a substitute, you're not going to be playing as a right back anymore. You can play football. You can attack. I mean, you've got that anticipation. You know, you're like you're eager to go. I mean, and you could see, I mean, the guy won the penalty and he scored a banger at the end. That's what Sari's doing with the squad they all feel important they're all ready to do their part because they're enjoying what they're doing and i think uh, that's that's the genius of uncle Sari. okay okay can we can we deal with the pink elephant in the room Morata can't sniff
0: the starting spot anymore yes a striker should give you goals and should look to get goals and there should be a selfishness for a striker we're not in 1998 anymore we're in 2018 and as a manager what is more important my striker scoring 30 goals and us losing my striker scoring zero goals but also winning
2: Mm.
0: winning is all that matters Giroud just has a better understanding of what is around him than what Morata does and I'm going to quote a guy called George I think it's George Lyle on my YouTube comments he said that even within a forward there are different roles there's a striker then there's a a forward Morata is a striker Aguero is a striker Kane is a striker Firmino is a forward Giroud is a forward and I think for Giroud he just knows where people are around him, so he knows when to lay the, the ball off, how to do the one to pass, and gonna the, the pass. Morata, when he gets the ball, he's straight and shoots, and that's all well and good. But you've got to be a drug bar. So if you're going to be selfish and be a striker, which is what you should be doing, you've got to be a, a drug bar. But if you're not a, a drug bar and, and you're not going to help the, so you're not going to score, and not going to help the team, I'm sorry, man, you have to you have to hold hold the bench.
1: Hmm. I mean, that is very interesting. I mean. How I kind of see it too is whoever plays is going to depend on the opposition. Basically, I think that's one benefit of having Murata and Giroud. There'll be certain games where you want to use Murata's ability to get you know run the channels, spread the play, etc., etc. There's other games where I don't know. Let's say there's strong centre backs, you want to use Girouds to link up with Hazard. And I mean, there's one thing we can agree on: let's be serious. Even though they're both you know decent players, they're not world class strikers. You know, Giroud. Everything good was basically him laying off Eden Hazard. He didn't really have any shots on goal, didn't test the goal once. I I, can't, I think maybe once or twice with some half chances from a header. Didn't really do anything at all. The only benefit he has so far is that he is able to, I personally feel, elevate Eden Hazard. Now, I'm only seeing, it's only been one game, of course. But I mean, when I watched that Cardiff game, and I was saying it in my match review, It reminded me of that relationship between Benzema and Ronaldo, you know, with Benzema being the deep line forward, you know, just dropping into space to obviously free up space in behind for Ronaldo to go into, or or being that option to do layoffs with and, you know, all that type of stuff. That's what Giroud was doing for Eden Hazard. And that's the beauty of it because, number one, you know, Hazard under last season, people think the guy can't run. He constantly made the right runs last season. No one found him. Or oh, was poor distribution to him this season. That's not happening no more. Jorginho, Kovacic, plus there's so many options in the final third that Hazard isn't isolated like that anymore. So now he is being found, and jury's like the icing on the cake in that regards. Because here's the thing: he's a target man, yeah. So he's mm. constantly he has one defender occupying him. Like I think there was there was one example where Bamberg was like uh, occupying him. Uh, for example, that's what target man target men do. And I think that just helps Eden Hazard even more because now when he's running on goal, there's more space for him. And this is why we were seeing him uh, having more shots on goal and looking more clinical against Cardiff. And I think, so far, that's the only reason why I'd say Giroud over Maratta is because if that can bring out an extra 10 or 15% in, in, in uh, Eden Hazard, I mean, that's it then, you know?
0: Morata will always be technically a better player than zero all day, every day. But... I'm not sure whether this Morata and Chelsea thing is going to work, you know? I think he'll still get his goals and everything, but as I said again, neither of them are World strikers. Hence why I said Chelsea can't win the Premier League. You cannot win the Premier League without a top striker. It's impossible. But you you can't if Hazard
1: gets 30 goals. Bruh. And that's what Giroud can do for Hazard. That's what he can do. 30? I don't think it's impossible. From what I was seeing in that Cardiff game where Giroud was basically, in a way, sacrificing his game to make Hazard better. I mean, no. I mean, that's that's,
0: yeah. That's extreme. Thirty goals.
1: I don't remember. Possible. We have to see the next few games coming up. But I think, with how fluid we are in the final third, with with Giroud playing that Benzema role, it's like Hazard's getting everything done for him in that sense. And with Sari telling him, you know what, Hazard, stop coming back behind the halfway line to receive the balls. Stop being so childish. You know, you're you're twenty seven. You don't need to touch the ball every five seconds anymore focus on those runs people will find you and I think that sorry is going to be the first manager Hazard's been under at Chelsea that's finally going to get that in his heads
2: you know what actually Nini but because you're a Chelsea guy I'll ask you a question what's the most interesting thing about Chelsea in this current moment to you right now that's going on if you had to pinpoint one thing that you think is interesting what would it be
1: Oh, that is a very hard question in that sense. I mean, there's so many things in that sense because you know the way we're playing is completely different. It's what we've been seeing for for years now. So I think the football is definitely being the most exciting thing. And I think that you know, we're finally it's like we've evolved, you know, we're we're playing modern football, you know, but uh we're going for an approach that um suits the players we have much better. And I think this is why. They've really taken to things pretty quickly, and I and, and I'm, I wasn't too surprised by that. I personally felt that it wouldn't take us too long to really get used to things, and I mean, so far it looks like I'm right. You know, five wins out of five. So, um, so yeah, I think it's the football. You know, that that's mm. what's really excited me. Cool.
2: Ooh, good penalty from Danny Ings. Did You guys watch Man United Watford by chance?
1: Yeah, I watched that game. What did yeah. you see? What
2: did you see?
1: I mean, uh, I, I, before I even say anything, I gotta say that Decore is probably one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. Just amazing how this guy plays. I mean, pff, he's he, he can't be at Watford next season.
0: Quality player, quality player,
1: he's exactly. I mean, the, his passing ability, passing range, shots on goal, he can drive at opponents that's tactically very good as well. Mm. I think that when I look at him, I think outside the top. Or I mean, outside the top six, he's probably the best midfield player. I'd probably mm. say. But I mean, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean Watford's. I mean under Graffia. If that's how you say it. At first, I didn't really rate him as much, but it looks like you know, you know. Sometimes you know, I, I like to uh, admit when I'm wrong. Sometimes these guys need time to implement what they want to do. You know, when, when you're taking control of a club halfway through a season, you don't have the players you want. You're working with guys you haven't met, worked with, no pre-season, et cetera, etc., etc. It can be hard to, you know, get things running again. But I think that Watford have definitely profited from the preseason this year. They look like they are getting a more streamlined squad. You know, they're not doing that when they're signing 10 different players every single year. And I think that they look like they could be one of those surprise clubs for this season. I think that against United, I thought they were in control of the game. At certain times, I look at Man United and I'm just thinking, you've got World Cup winner, Pogba. You've got Lukaku, one of the best strikers in Europe. You've got so many top players. And I'm, you, you can't be giving possession to a team like Watford. You can't be sitting back and defending. I mean, I, it's not it's not good enough. And there's no way it, it's going to last like this forever. You can't have Pogba playing without the ball against Watford. So, um, I mean, yeah, United's won. It was more circumstance than really deserving it, in my opinion. One of those typical uh, mourinho wins
2: how do you feel watching mourinho at united do you have fun kind of watching it from like the outside looking <laughs> in or do or do, you, or do you, is it more like uh i still kind of like this guy and he's messing up still
1: well here's the thing with, with me I'll, I'll always like mourinho that's not going to change but that doesn't mean that i'm not going to criticize what i'm seeing i think with mourinho it's more the man you know what i mean his personality how he is his charisma but i mean as a manager. I'm not really agreeing with how his approach is to football i think is very outdated and i kind of i've always felt that if he ever did leave man united he definitely needs to profit from taking a year out of football because i think that managers like uh, you know klopp and uh, pep and other ones they really profited from taking the year out studying the game again really just working on their tactics and systems i'm thinking of mourinho since he left real madrid you've constantly been in charge of new clubs how can you really work on and develop new ideas? You can't really do that. And I think maybe this is why Mourinho looks so old and outdated with how he likes his team to set up. And yeah, United, he's very lucky. He's got a board that really just gives him gives into any uh, the bond of his. I just don't see him lasting that long at Man United.
0: I think the beauty about football is different strategies. I thought TikTok talk was a pile of crap, but it was effective, and I would express whether it was effective. Last season, this great Liverpool were completely and totally nullified by Man United and Mourinho's tactic. He sat deep, he was defensive, he gave them the ball, they were denied space, and he, he countered them effectively, and they won the game supremely well, easily, I think, 2-0. So I think for Mourinho, the, th- the thing is that this, he just doesn't have the right kind of players. Oh give give okay put Guardiola in this Man United team without any players, this in United team, Guardiola will flop. If you give Mourinho a team that has a very strong defense, strong DM, experienced players who are very tactically astute and, and are, are a bit older and experienced with one or two young players, he will eat things up, man.
2: Manchester United yesterday at one point had nine players out of the eleven that were six foot two or taller. You're not telling me that that's not what Mourinho wants to have, like a pseudo basketball team on the pitch. The players are his. Go ahead, Nini.
1: Yeah, sorry. Riala and Mourinho have a very good relationship, and Mourinho is 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 good with Pogba, Lukaku. They were definitely players he wanted. Mourinho wanted Pogba since he was at at, at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Remember when that that you know he was struggling to sign him from Juventus? So they were definitely players he wanted. But what I wanted to ask you. How many players do you think Mourinho needs to get his football working? And what positions do you think need strengthening?
0: He needs a better striker because Lukaku is still a brick. He needs at least one world-class defender. Not a single person in that back four is a world-class defender. They're either average or crap. And he needs a quality winger. So quality winger, a midfielder who can keep hold of the ball, at least one world-class defender... And a better striker, because look at his best team, best ever team he ever had in Milan twenty ten. Milito as a striker was money, absolutely amazing. Okay, he may not have had like a central midfield um, um, guy, but his midfield was a lot stronger, much more physical, and much tougher than the ones that he has now. And that twenty ten, there was no, there was not a better back two than um, Samuel and, and
1: Lucio. Lucio. Yeah, I hear what you're saying in defence, but I mean, yeah, what was his midfield then? What, Cambiaso, Snyder? Stankovic. Raditari, Stankovic. I hear what you're saying, but I think that's what I mean. You know, football's just changed now since then. I mean, back then it was all about 4-2-3-1. Midfielders were more defensive. It wasn't really about control or anything like that. So I think his system and tactics worked better then. But look at the Premier League now. It's completely different. I mean, number one. All the bottom uh, 14, 15 teams are much stronger than than they've ever been. I mean, all these clubs have international players. Back then, they rarely had international players playing for them. Random clubs like West Ham, I mean, not random clubs, but to to be able to sign guys like, you know, Felipe Anderson and stuff, Seri going to Fulham, that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. The football's just got better in this country. We're not seeing too many long ball tactics. I mean, newly promoted teams, they are playing better football as well. About keeping the ball on the floor, you know, you're looking at teams like even Cardiff, they're not really a long ball team. Fulham definitely aren't, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's just completely different. And I think that Mourinho's approach of you know sitting deep, being defensive just doesn't really work. I mean, you've got to create tactics that complement the players you do have. Mm. If you know that Pogba isn't gonna be at his best if he's got to be defensive, or if you know that your defense isn't as amazing, why play defensive football if you can't rely on your defense? we have got Sanchez, Lukaku, Pogba, uh, Marshall, Rashford, Matta, uh, you know, Matic, Fred. I mean, you can go on. Why not play to those strengths instead of the deficiencies?
2: I mean, also, I don't think you get the luxury in 2018 to build your team twice. You know, <laughs> like you, you, yeah. you can't buy Lukaku for 75 million, that doesn't work, and then say, oh, I need another striker. You yeah. can't buy Pogba for 90 million. And then say, oh, we don't have a midfield. Let's try again. You can't buy Lindelof and Baye and say, oh, I need another defender. Those didn't work. Like, we gave you money. You had your list of targets. Those guys would have obviously been on the list. If they don't work, that's on you. We're not going to give you another 500 million pounds to spend to build the team again. I I, I don't know if that can run necessarily. Uh, But I don't want to get stuck there because we got Champions League to talk about. Who's the last big six? Arsenal. Arsenal. Who'd they play? Newcastle.
1: Yeah, Newcastle. Very quick, quickly, is Ozil overrated? Oh, you know what I think? I think that Ozil's in the wrong generation. Like I was talking about, 4-2-3-1, you know, when you mm. used to have, like the traditional number 10 and two wingers beside him, etc., etc. That's what Ozil's about. I've always seen Ozil as like a counter-attacking cam. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like if you're on the counter, like Snyder under Mourinho, when you're on the counter-attack, He's the guy that will always play the right pass on the counter. But Ozil's never been someone that can control the game, dictate possession, really uh, score goals. You know what I mean? And I think this is why he's never really shown what he can do at Arsenal, because unless they move back to 4-2-3-1, but again, that that system doesn't work anymore. That's why Mm -hmm. teams don't use it anymore. So I just think that Ozil just isn't part of this generation. He can't elevate a team. Mm -hmm. Because Ozil
0: is about... I do my role, and that's it. I'm not going to give any more. I'm going to produce. I'm going to go that through ball. I'm not going to give anything. more, which is what frust- frustrates me. In 2018, in number 10 needs to do more than just give through balls and give passes. You need to actually say, you know what? Let me try and get a goal. <laughs> let yeah, me try and actually run and run, run with the ball yeah. because in, in in number 10 needs to to do more. You you can't just say, hey. Yeah. I did my role. That's it. No, 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 no. Sorry, that can't fly.
1: That's that's my issue with the Özil apologists. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's just like Özil's never really. He's never really been suited to possession football. You know what I mean? I mean that Real Madrid. Look at his his assists. They were all on the counter attack. Nearly every single one to Ronaldo or Benzema or or or, or Callejon or whoever it was at the time, and even for Germany too. All this good stuff comes on the counter attack. He's just not that number ten. That is going to dictate the game, and I, I personally feel if you could swap Mata and, uh, and uh, you know, to Arsenal, Mata okay. would suit Arsenal more because they keep you know play possession football. Mata is someone that gets you goals, assists, and he controls the game. And Ozil would suit playing under Mourinho because look how how many times. Do the wrong passes get played to guys like Sanchez or? or yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, that. That swap would probably
2: do. So basically, Man United and Arsenal made the wrong swap with Mkhitaryan and Sanchez. It should have been <laughs> Mata and Ozil. Yeah,
1: I yeah. Mean that, that's it. I mean, that, but that's that's a Mourinho player, though.
0: He Real Madrid was him at his best. That's when he was the best playmaker in the world. That's Real. Is
2: it there the the Mourinho quote that like uh, Ozo makes love to the ball or something like that? Like when he Whoa. touches it, it's like yeah. There, there was a chelsea point while we wait for have Hope. yeah there was a chelsea point I wanted to go back to did did you see the 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 story about Kante that was going around today?
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I saw that I saw that story I was thinking of doing a video on that but it's gonna be bothered but you know Kantes just one of those like innocent innocent guys like, I think one of his French teammates said like we can't even take the piss out of him because it's Kante you know what I mean proper pure my guy's got an accounting degree if this guy wasn't a footballer, he'd be smacking it at whatever he's doing because he's one of those guys he told what to do. He's going to do it perfectly. You know what I mean? So mm. one of my good friends, Nana, he's he's exactly like that, 100%. He's, he's not as shy as Kante, but in terms of that, doesn't drink alcohol, has never touched it once, literally does everything by the books. He, just, he that- just
2: goes to mosque, and then if somebody offers him a free meal, like, all right, <laughs> I'll, I'll play FIFA. I'll play oh. FIFA with
1: you. Like, it's just me. If I was in that same situation, I wouldn't take out my phone. Like, I've realized whenever I, I go anywhere, or let's say I'm on holidays or I'm doing anything exciting, I never have the instinct to take up my phone and record or take photos, etc. etc. I never do that. Were you born before 1997? I was. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? I'm, I look at people my, my age, John. It's just like I see everyone documenting their whole life. When, when, when I was in school, mobile phone, that's when they exist.
0: And if yeah. it existed, the mobile phone I had was the size of a flipping brick. Yeah. So I, I didn't even bother like taking it out anyway. I, I was I was still embarrassed. So it's, it's madness, madness.
2: Where where do we want to go? Do you want to do Champions League? or You want to look at Europe? We we can just talk about Juventus. Ronaldo scored his first two goals for Juventus. Oh, okay. yeah. So so shout out to him. And also in that game, someone yeah. decided to spit on another human being, which is mildly interesting. In the mouth.
1: Me. It was kind of sexual still. <laughs> <laughs> ah, i mean it wasn't in a stadium like imagine it wasn't in a stadium like where's that going
0: no look, look, look man he spat <laughs> so what's man geez okay
2: this this is the strange part to me obviously spitting's gross right and we, yeah. we don't condone spitting but... now if someone spits on you in the street <laughs> what do you do
1: is the game over Eat. You have to yeah. fight, I'm sorry. You have yeah, yeah, to fight yeah, yeah. You, the whole
2: started. squad, whoever you're with, has no, to it's, fight. It's, like this is these, these are rules. I thought this was written down. He someone spat in his mouth. In and your he mouth just stood there. <laughs> he up it and he followed it. But you know, no, no, no.
0: Thank you. Do you know that is perfect? Guys, that is perfect. Why did he react like that? Because let's go back to nineteen ninety oh, when um Ryker spat at Vola. Oof. If Di Francesco must have said something that really would have warranted him acting that kind of way, because if you feel like if you're fully innocent, then you would react angrily the same way that that, that Vola did in 1990.
1: Yeah, I was hoping Costa would have come out and said maybe what happened, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe the club is saying, honestly, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, that's, like we don't know, man. Look, look. Okay, Christina scored two, two goals. Big, big, big wows. Okay.
2: I mean, they're, they're relatively historic goals in terms of...
1: 400s. Yeah,
2: yeah he got he passed 400 milestone, you know, and they're, they're his first goals for his new club. As I said again, events will be very interesting because you've
0: got a ridiculous... one of the greatest goal-scoring talents of all time in your team. And I think it's one of those things because someone actually put out an interesting tweet. It actually took him the same amount of shots to get his first goal yeah. for Real Madrid than it has also with, with Juventus. And also, remember, this is Juve, who dominates every single team in Syria. There is no reason why Christiane shouldn't get 20 or 25 goals in
1: the Syria alone. I don't know. Whenever I watch him play, I don't really get any excitement. Even the goals he scores, I mean, how many beautiful goals are there? I can't say that, but
0: I'll, I'll let you say that. Because if I say that, I'm the bad guy who's hating on him. So, Nene, you can say it for for me. Yeah, I
1: mean, of course, obviously, I respect what he does. I like, I'm like. i not saying he's not a world-class, legendary player. But, I mean, I kind of remember Ronaldo from his younger years. That's the one I prefer. I, but at the same time, I'm like a football purist, you know. I'm one of those guys where it's like, oh, if I'm paying money to see this or see that, I want to get my entertainment value. So, Maybe I'm not the best person, but I mean, I just think the guy's Mr. Super Efficient. It's just nothing really magical, really, in what he's doing. Magical.
0: Interesting word. I I like that word. Magical.
2: Interesting word. Did you guys see what happened with uh, Bayern Munich, that uh, Taliso tore his ACL? Ah, man. Very unfortunate. He scored against Leverkusen and then later in the game ruptured or or tore his his ACL. So he's going to be out. For the rest of the yeah, season, which is strong. unfortunate. Oh, man. If and, boss, and also, I'm common as well.
0: I, I think common had a big injury in the first right. game. It's unfortunate
2: for, for them, but like they're
0: deep. They'll make it. Well, will they? I mean, Robert and Ribri are getting like the whole point of Tuliso and common is that that's an aging squad. It's not a sure. young squad, it's an aging squad. So they need those younger legs. So, did you see
2: Robin's goal, though? Did you see Robin's goal? I'm sure you did. Okay, I'm going on to YouTube now. <laughs> was
0: it
1: was was it like a classic Robin goal?
2: It wasn't. No, it wasn't classic in terms of like cutting it on the left foot.
1: But it was like a, a, a dope volley. No, not oh Robin, this guy, man. If he never has sustained so many injuries, like I wish guys like him and Drogba and like Ronaldo didn't sustain the injuries they sustained because ah, oh, I mean, I think they'd be rated much higher
0: if Ronaldo didn't get that knee injury. Greatest oh. player play of all time. Still, the best player I've ever seen in my life is Ronaldo. Like, I've never seen a player
1: like that in my life. He treated the football pitch like a five-a-side game.
2: Has Anthony oh, Taylor just given a 90th minute penalty to Brighton? This is going to be two, two guys,
1: perhaps. Wow. Going back to buying, I'm thinking, of course, it's, it's a shame Taliso's got his ACL. But if you're a buying midfield player, even though you might be south your teammate, a part of you is, is slightly, a tiny bit happy because they're so stacked <laughs> in midfield. I, I just thought I thought that was kind of notable and sad, so probably should yeah. mention it. Um,
2: Real Madrid, I think they've got a 1-1 against Bilbao.
0: Yeah.
2: Javi, mm. did you see what stuff that Marcelo was doing in that game? The, Marcelo that
0: is a... Oh, my gosh. That dude, Jesus Christ.
1: You know, wow. Marcelo is lucky that Mourinho is not his manager anymore. Imagine if Mourinho was the manager of Real Madrid and he saw Marcelo doing that. <laughs> what do you think is going happen? Imagine you saw Marcelo that high up the pitch. Thank goodness. I love as much as I love Mourinho, stay the hell away from Mar- Marcelo. <laughs> it's no surprise that Madrid started winning Champions Leagues so and Mourinho left.
2: Do you know what? That's 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 unfair because
1: but I Kaka, think I...
0: if Kaka and Chris uh, and was it Christian or someone else did miss their penalty, they play a final against Chelsea and they beat Chelsea in that final.
2: If you talk to Real Madrid fans, I think a lot of them give credit to what Mourinho did. From 2010 to 2013, I guess it was. Yeah. with that, with with that squad, the way that he, he built them he up. He ran Pep out of town. He ran Pep out of town.
1: <laughs> mm. Oh boy, he did not. Ask,
0: Ask Pep, he'll tell oh, you. He ran them out of town.
1: <laughs> he's gonna, admit, he's gonna admit to
2: that. That gives me Barcelona. But you know, they were down one nil. I was, I was reading the timeline. I didn't watch the game, but apparently they were losing. And then Suarez scored and then Dembele scored the winner. So
0: No, I mean, no, Dembele, that guy is a serious player, man. Wonderful player. Like, he's the only, he's the best two-footed player in the world. Can you imagine Dembele at Chelsea? Oh, my God. That, I mean, Dembele oh. with Hazard.
2: When was the last time Chelsea had a legitimate left-footed winger? Like,
1: Malouda? Oh Malouda. No, he had two world-class seasons at Chelsea, but he was the best left-winger in the country for two seasons. Yeah, no one, I don't think. Don't you think Chelsea are a really funny club? Imagine you've loaned Burger to Wren. Surely you're not thinking, like, no one's thinking, maybe we should try and keep tabs on this Dembele guy and try and get a deal in the future. Maybe we can use Burger as part of it. Because we don't like using our youth players, but we don't mind buying other clubs' youth players. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just the club is a dumb,
2: <laughs> And that's why we play Europa League football. Someone That's with, it. Knee, knee. I mean, it's
1: been three times this decade, right? There's a club
0: called VideoCon. Is that is that a, a football club?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> VideoCon. Uh, video, I think, yeah, video tournaments. I think they wait, j- wait
0: wait, wait, oh, wait. Is, is that like a convention where they sell videos or something? Or oh my god,
1: no, I think they've uh, they used to be in Europe beforehand. I think it's one of those old Hungarian teams. But um, <laughs> here's the thing: you know why it's always Conte's fault because before the January window, we were second in the league, and then afterwards, we're like fifth. So, I mean, it's no, he can't blame anyone other than himself, to be honest. And sometimes I wish that we were a bit... Ru- Actually, you know what? It's a good thing we weren't ruthless, because if we were, there wouldn't be any sorry, because we would have signed any Tom, Dick and Harry. You know? uh, um, I've been on, on the streets,
0: and on the streets are saying that Liverpool are okay. going to get PSG out of here. They're going to get them out of paint. On Tuesday, which I find really rude and disrespectful. I mean, yeah, Liverpool are the favorite spots. Neymar and Mbappe don't exist. <laughs> I
2: mean, it's you know like what? I
0: mean, no, no, the, the Neymar, disrespect to what's face has been outstanding. Quite... Neymar
2: and Mbappe didn't play in league on this week. Like their their front three was, I think, Draxler, Cavani, Di Maria. So yeah, they were like Neymar and Mbappe were in the stands. So they're
1: well, they they are well rested because Mbappe had a red card. You know what? We might have to go somewhere to watch that game, man. For real, I'm th- I'm too excited for that. Oh game. no, no, no! I'm like, no, I am I am pumped
0: because like both teams are just going to go for it because yeah. PSG are not going to defend. They're not a defensive team. Liverpool mm. likes to have space, yeah. so it's just perfectly placed. Just to see an entertaining popcorn of a game.
1: I bet it's going to be a high scoring draw, like three three.
0: I'm going mm. for three two PSG. Oh, I think they got the.
1: There's, there is. It's. Gonna... I'm going to sound a bit crazy, even though yeah, Mbappe. And Neymar are, are the better players compared to Mane and Salah. It's mm. not by like another level. Like let's say you're you're comparing, I don't know, Rashford and Hazards. It's like three, four levels. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. too far from that. And Salah it's going to be very, a very close encounter. I think whoever presses better. And I think that's one thing Liverpool can do. I think they might get the advantage. I, I can imagine Rabiot just losing the ball left, right and centre when mm. he gets closed
0: down by Milner, you know? Rabiot... He's going to find it very hard by himself without verati because mil milner knows how to hunt you know the i mean these english boys know how to run <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's it's gonna be but what, what i said like my thing is that if pierce can get that ball to the front three as quickly as 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 possible yeah. and just isolate alexander arnold and Robertson yeah. with neymar and mbappe then let's see how how good those young boys can do against those 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 dudes so yeah. are there
2: any other really interesting matchups um
0: inter totems will be cool Real yeah. Madrid, Roma is going to be cool. Juve Valencia will be
2: cool. Leon, Leon, Manchester City. I'll be interested in that one.
1: Yeah, Bertrand Jari. I can mm. see how my guys my are. Son, in. My son, my son, my
2: son.
1: that would be good, didn't they? Leon just signed Dembele from Celtic, didn't they? So, yeah. That's a pretty good front three. Dembele, Depay, and uh, Bertrand and Drury, I mean. wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. Did, did you guys see go oh, for Marseille? My oh, my God. My goodness! Do you know how hard? Because only if you've played football, do you know how hard that is—a is side foot volley.
1: Yeah, that was cr- the dip, bro. The dip oh. from there.
2: Did you guys see Tovar's goal from the
1: same yeah,
0: game? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, he's blah. He's still crap. What? I'll, 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 give him that. Like, <laughs>
1: that's that's <laughs> like, like
2: what? What are they drinking in Marseille? Like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know what was like Dimitri Payet? Don't you feel there are world class players that just won't get given that title? If you base it on their footballing ability alone, like you know, mm-hmm. old guys like mccrome and Pablo Aymar and guys like yeah, that, yeah. they were world-class players, but you know, they didn't win been any of the biggest trophies, etc., etc. I look at McCraume. This guy is is loved to this day, but he had his, his best years at Villarreal, didn't he? Sit yeah. down, get
0: popcorn, and just watch tips of Ray Rickelme. Like, that is exactly how you play central midfield, is how Rickelme played. Same thing of when like um, Juninho and Ravanelli were at Middlesbrough, or when Paolo Decano was at West, West Ham, or when Battistuta was at Fiorentina. I think even if they played for teams that were not world-class guys, you know, no, no, no. Battistuta is one of the best strikers in the world. Yes, it's Fiorentina. He's it one of the best strikers in the world.
1: Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of wish that being classed as a world-class player didn't it come down to Goals you score, or assists, or, or stats—you know—because you have to just you have to judge players by how they play the game too. You know, I mean, really mm-hmm. Dimitri Payet is just a world-class player, irrespective of whether he's playing for Marseille. That doesn't matter. The stuff he does with the ball—how many players can do that?
0: And um, is the, the issue I try and talk with with the kids with Hazard. I think the kids today and the Twitter generation are like Hazard. How many goals and assists does he have? You know, how many goals and assists does he have? I'm like, <laughs> it's yeah. like people these days are obsessed with stats and numbers that's for american sports yeah football is the ultimate eye test sports where it's like you have to watch how guys influence the game
2: this is the ronaldo and messification of football people are obsessed with goal numbers assist numbers Mm. which i guess is why carl is doing the bbc thing about like the time before them thank you know like because kaka might not have had the crazy numbers but He was still a damn good footballer. Zidane had no numbers. (laughs) And and he was like one of the biggest moments players of all time. But but you know what? Uh, So we we do have a few questions. I'll try to get through some of these because I know we're running short on time because I know it's 10. Mm -hmm. Um, Is Begovic correct to say that the Bournemouth front three are as good as Liverpool's? I, th- I think a is, crack. A crack. Smoking. crack. <laughs> I was about to say crack. he's he's smoking dope. But, you know, yeah, crack works. Um, Kante's ability to adapt in sorry ball. What do you think about that, Nini? <sighs>
1: Honestly, you know, I was making that point earlier about, you know, players that are just ball class, well, Kante is. And I don't know, I kind of feel like if you're a Chelsea fan, you've seen this guy for how many years, why is it really a surprise to you that Kante can play higher up? That's what really baffles me. People are making it sound like, sorry he's invented the wheel again with kante when he kante's just always been a world-class player i've always said the best thing about kante is the guy's one touch control second touch pass he does that very quickly at a very high level Now, for me when i see a player doing that that means that they've got the perfect reading and understanding of everyone around them on the pitch Mm. and it makes it easier for you so I don't see why people are surprised by Kante playing further up. I mean, uh, if anything, it'd be, I, I want to see Kante show more confidence in terms of taking shots. I think that that would be nice to see. I mean, we've seen Kante score, you know, a few not really nice goals from outside the box. He can do that. I just think it's the, the confidence of knowing, you know what, you're allowed to do it. Uh, the team have faith in you where you can take shots, do it.
2: You know, we talked about his personality earlier. I wonder if his personality leads to being a goal-scoring midfielder. I wonder if he has the confidence, really, to just like, all right, I'm going to shoot this. Rather than I see Hazard, that's the smarter footballing decision to pass to him rather than maybe take the shot. You know what I mean? You have to have a certain selfishness in a
0: good way to you to really be that kind of goal-scorer. Hence why same thing with Ozil. Ozil doesn't have the personality to be like, you know what? This, I'm gonna go for the shots.
2: That's always been my problem with Eden
0: Hazard to an, to an extent. Yeah. And Hazard has now imp- that, that's why I i had Sanchez ahead of Hazard years ago. That said, Hazard, you're too passive. He says years ago, like it wasn't like
2: 12. Years. Hey,
0: relax, relax, let me go, man. Relax, relax. Let me land, 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 let me land. I literally, i, I, beg, I, beg, I beg, let me, Trying a to rewrite history. I'm not gonna let you get away with it. But Hazard, now I think something happened to Hazard at the World Cup. I think. I think that's Captain's Ambad may have done it a lot of good. Insult Martinez all he wants. Insult him for his dancing skills at that club years ago. We have we have other footage. But him giving Hazard the Captain's Ambad, I think gave Hazard that kind of I'm gonna be a bit more selfish now in the in a good way, instead of being too giving. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a person, but I think for Falcante, that personality is so strong within him to be and um, for the team. I'm here to do my job that he'll never be like nah i want to just go for the shots
1: let's say for example we had the same discussion you know like three months from now let's say that we've seen i don't know can say take a bit more responsibility for example our opinion going to be very different you know what i mean but mm. i don't know i think i think with Kante, i think he definitely does have it but it also made me think about how we actually play and you know we like to focus a lot of the stuff down the left hand side we see the link up Mostly with guys like um, you know, Kovacic, Hazard, Alonso. You know what I mean? You don't really see people on the right hand side getting too involved in the build-up play. But that's how sorry sets the team up. So in that sense, it was always gonna be Kante playing like a support role. People questioning that they're surprised he can play further up. I just don't know what they've been seeing. Not not every black midfielder is um <laughs> what's an example? I'm not gonna say him, Bullet now, not not Malumba. What's his name? Malumbu. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> <no>. there's <laughs> there's there's big, big black and
0: strong. Run, 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 run.
1: Like a real dead.
0: Basically, people look people like, look at um, cancer and they expect. Basically, the, the workhorse, the walkers, big black and strong.
1: God, I'm telling you.
0: Did you know how Mr. B was like? And this goes from. I think it's it's an English mentality I'm thing because like, I remember yeah. when I was at at school, I was obviously oh, one of the fastest people in my school. Whenever I played. Or was doing trials for the first without even thinking these guys put me on the wing yeah and these guys you know that i could only play central midfield i can't play the wing i i, I my my brain only works in central midfield but they were showing on the wing and just me to use my pace but i'd always cut in on the inside therefore negating the whole point of playing on the wing so yeah. that whenever i got brought down to the second, and then I again go back in central for the way i played better but i think is that kind of very restrictive thing of like, he's black, he's going to be either be strong or? or yes. case.
2: You should have like not showed your speed. If you know people are going to be racist with the positions, you should have like not been. Oh, I, I was
0: bad. young. Come on, like, I was like 14, 15. I, I didn't know that guys were going to be racist at 14
1: for 15. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think racist, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe stereotype. I think racist, I don't know. Ignorance, ignorance. Basically, yeah. like ignorance. This
2: isn't going to so. make the podcast
1: good. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it's a bang. We've oh, gone too
2: far. We've gone too far. <laughs> um, who do you think will be the next 100 million player to arrive in the Premier League?
1: Maybe Griezmann. To United, maybe? I, I don't think they can sign Griezmann with Mourinho. That, real talk, Griezmann would struggle so badly under Mourinho. It would be disgusting. But like, people think Sanchez is doing badly. Griezmann would be even worse Griezmann says that he feels he's in the Messi-Cristiano conversation now. Griezmann's got black confidence. That's what he's got. But I mean, <laughs> he's definitely not in that caliber, I saw.
2: He's got the World Cup medal and he got away with blackface. That so, shows you the of confidence. Of course he's confident. confident. <laughs> I can <imagine> that confidence. <laughs> Did he even apologize or he just didn't care? Griezmann is one of those
0: white dudes. He's like, he knows yeah. he's white, but he wants to be black. Yeah, yeah but he knows he's white <laughs> and he acts white but he still was like yeah in every video he's he's the sole white dude amongst four or five <laughs> dancing and singing blacks and he's dancing as well i you see that black face that's it's like let us put our energy in so the john series of the world
1: i don't know from everything i hear about john Serry. i mean this whole incident with Ferdinand is still not a conclusive thing like, i can't
0: I, I i know it's hard to say because for me I'm he's an adulterer much... and a racist at
1: the court. <laughs> Honestly, we've all been there with adultery. It doesn't matter about that. I'm talking, I'm joking now, but as honest, I don't. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna judge a man because he cheated on a girl. I'm um, come on. I'm never gonna do that. But th- that's the thing with me. I've, I'm self aware. I, I know they're all millionaires. I'm. I'm always saying it in my videos. I care about what, what they do on the pitch. Okay. I don't care what you do afterwards. I don't really. Care. I don't know you. You don't know me. You don't even know I exist. You know what I mean? Please tell that.
0: The Cristiano and Messi fanboy. <laughs> these dudes oh, don't God. care whether they don't even know whether you flipping exist. But do you know why what? are you trying to give birth? Yeah, to these flipping guys every single day. I mean, it's it's. What, you know why they
1: like that, though, it's because when when people have that type of infatuation for someone, they want to be like them. They want to be them. They they imagine what it would be like to be. In but there. you can't in, be them. Be yourself. That's the, have that's faith that's in, that, your, not, in
0: your own flipping life, man. Ronaldo,
1: he's six foot two or three tan. Dark hair, they see the lifestyle, the girls he gets, the body the goals he scores, the trophies he wins. Guys from they want to be him, guys from <laughs> the guys from, want to be him. I'm you.
2: now, I'm that,
1: I'm that is that making beat. the
0: bloody podcast. <laughs> T, I will, I will, I will haunt you down, I will come to bloody. Because if that makes the podcast, <laughs> don't you dare, we are going to have the whole hunting our black dances. Yeah. Trust me. So,
2: no,
1: I can't do with that. I can't do with that. Yeah, yeah no,
0: no, 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 no. And also, we laughed as well. I, we laughed out loud once you said it. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're just as bad.
2: <laughs>
1: Honestly, i so so
2: That's
1: when it's going to be different. Oh,
2: man. Like Jesus, the whole country, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then ninety-five tried to be like, like literally, like walls apart from being that. So that's just why. Just oh, oh god. And as we watch MTV Cribs in a typical flipping flat or home, we're like, man, look how big that TV is. Look at how big his rooms are. And like there's an addiction to seeing people live those lavish lives and be like, man, if only, if only I could have that, if only I I could get that, what I need, what I need to get that. So that whole thing of dreaming of being that is, that is in its way an addiction. So. All right.
2: So we got a few questions left. We'll try to run through these. Um, oh yeah. The questions we've, (laughs) (laughs) where, where does the Premier League rank in terms of quality in Europe? Don't people generally understand that like it's third it's behind Germany, it's behind Spain.
0: Did you hear what Pep Cordilla said? He actually came out and said it. He said that the Premier League.
1: It. Yeah. It's
0: basically um seen as uh, presented as the best because of branding and they've been able to market and brand it as being the best when, In fact, it isn't really, but it just shows how good branding and marketing have you is.
2: guys seen like the the maybe screenshot comparisons of how the Premier League pitches look compared to other leagues, yeah. And like fun. how, like the the Premier League pitches, the just the way they, the way they're shot, the colors, all the type mm-hmm. of things. Like the Premier League pitch looks very vibrant, but if you go look at like a Serie A broadcast from BN Sports or <laughs> Eleven Sport or wherever, it looks just kind of like meh, yeah. And it, it the Premier League looks like candy to the Serie A's vegetables. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they, I, I I can see Pep's
1: point. Be honest, I've for, for a long time I've never felt the Premier League's the best league because just the quality of football. I mean, even then, how many great games have there been recently? No. Nah. All, all the top games the top four, that was years ago. It hasn't been like that since. I because
0: I have 11 spots, so I've been watching a lot of like La La League. Because I used to watch La Liga a lot, but way back. But I've been watching a lot more this season. Mm-hmm. And when you only just see how Valencia play, how Sociedad play. Yeah, how look, I, was, I, was, I was watching Bilbao. So, So Athletic Bilbao are like your Everton, yeah. This basically, Athletic Bilbao would would beat every Premier League team from sixth down downwards. They would beat Arsenal. So mm. from sixth downwards, they're beating every every Premier League team. Same as Villarreal. Same as same same as Valencia. Probably same as Real. So, so say that as well because and and the thing about this is that people say, "Oh well, look at how easy Barcelona Real Madrid beat them because these teams play football against." Barcelona and Real Madrid, which is very stupid, but that's the only way that they know how to play. So when they play football against Real and Barcelona, they'll get beat 10-0, but if Everton or even Arsenal or West Ham or any of these dudes now go and try and play Bilbao or Villarreal or Sociedad or Betis, they'll, they'll get sliced and up.
1: And that's the fair thing because, you know, you'll see teams like Everton and, and West Ham now spending hundreds of millions in a window. Mm. But if they play against a team like Athletic Bilbao they can only sign best players, there's a massive chance Bill Bauer gonna win all those games, and it's oh just, for sure. It's just like why? I mean, it, it, you're no, I, you no, no, no. I mean, basically,
0: you know what? It, it goes back to school. I told you, like being going through the school system in school and everything in England, yeah. hearing from what how things happen in Spain, Portugal, and Holland. It's very simple. Like in England, you're taught to at seven, eight years old, you're taught to to win. Mm-hmm. Let's win the game. Yeah. Do what it to be, and you're only in the first team if you if you if you run. So yeah. you do fitness training. You do, as I, there's one time I say, wait a minute, we are 14, 15 years old. Why are we running around? Shouldn't we be doing five sides, keeping the ball? Why do we have to run? And I remember, I, because I didn't want to run, I got dropped to the, I, I got dropped down. yeah. Because yeah. I didn't want to go to the whole fitness thing. But you go to Spain and Portugal, from when you're young, you're taught to enjoy the game, play the game well. Yeah. So do skills, keep hold of the ball, be, be good on the ball. This one are 6 and 7. So once you you do that it then breeds into your team. So Bilbao, Villarreal, if they have guys from their own region, very likely they'll be far better than the local boys the Everton or Premier League guys can
2: get. So Yeah. Mm. All right. So let's let's go to the next one. Um our PSG in for an early season lubrication. They're so top heavy. I'm yeah. not sure the rest of the team will know what hits them. Someone also asked, fair to say Salamone and Hazard have surpassed Neymar for what they've done in 2018.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Why do people say stuff so confidently? Like, it's one of those ones where it's not a conclusive thing. It's a very interesting question which you can debate about, but I don't Tw- get this thing these days about people. Twitter say- is, is a dangerous place.
2: Surpassed I, is like the word that people like use. Like.
1: Twitter. I, I told you, Twitter <laughs> is like you know there
0: are times where it's like you. I, I have to sort of get off Twitter for at least a day or something because yeah. it can literally break your brain cells. You can <laughs> get a lot of laughs. I've never laughed harder than
1: it's the funniest than, yeah.
0: than Twitter. But at the same time, it's it's the gift and the cost. You will laugh hard, but you will lose brain cells. Because there are some thick, brainless people who post off on, on Twitter like,
2: surpass. So <laughs> wow. I don't think any of you us called for a lubrication, though, for PSG against Liverpool. I think a lubrication is a three-gold margin mm-hmm. defeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, no. Three-gold margin is a lubrication. Okay.
2: So, yeah. No, I, 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 I don't
1: yeah, think Liverpool is going to beat them by three. Yeah, let me ask you guys this. It's random. What do you think about this Paris and German times Air Jordan collaboration? No, it says Paris. they got the Jumpman for an A instead. It looks like the Alpha Tower too. Good lords, It's stuff. it's nice
0: I mean, because because I, 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 I was at UFF on the weekend, yeah, and I was discussing because I think one of the guys works with Adidas, so he's working with them sort of, and I was like, "That kit looks very nice, man." Yeah, like just the design. Because I've got my own personal issues with Michael Jordan and who he's and everything, but <laughs> putting that to one side as just a piece of fashion. It looks yeah. very nice, man.
1: looks very yeah, nice. Like the first football club too? Yeah. You, you would have thought that it would be like maybe a London team could have got something like that, but I mean... It's, it's, it's Neymar. Come on, like... PSG are, the, are the, are the PSG are
0: like the sexiest team in the world now. Like they're the most fashionable team in the world.
1: I, mean, I, I like looking at Paris Saint-Germain. Look at their fans. Look how young their fans are all sourced up too. I, mean, I want to ask something random too. What do? You, how do you feel about how Chelsea, you know, the club... How they uh, treat social media? Because uh, we've been hearing a lot of reports of massive accounts getting deleted and taken down. Yeah. Like for me, I I must have basically is, this is so random. My I had one post deleted from Instagram. when it was the community shield game. I must have obviously uh, you know I recorded my match review there, mm-hmm. but on Instagram I posted a link to the YouTube video of that, and that link to link into the YouTube video was taken down because of copyright claims from Chelsea or something, which which really baffled me. I'm just thinking, how are you feeling about that? Because it doesn't seem like other clubs do that other than Chelsea. It's in very poor taste because this
0: fan thing is still growing and it's a juggernaut that you're not going to be able to stop. So if you're against it, you will lose because the fans will always take the sides of the other fan. So I think that for Chelsea, I don't know how you're trying to now take down links, take down this, take down that. It just it's it's it just it just, it just um, doesn't make any sense, man. And I think like to so now deletes Instagram accounts and everything. Come on, bro.
1: Come on. Yeah, I, I was I was reading on Twitter now some Chelsea account that's like nearly four hundred thousand followers on Instagram was just deleted fully today. This
2: account has four hundred thousand. Whatever you have, how many subscribers do you have on on YouTube, needy
1: Like nearly forty. I bet forty four thousand.
2: So forty four thousand. Like you are doing in essence free marketing. For Chelsea Football Club, like nobody's paying you. Well, maybe some people are if if you get popular enough, right? But like nobody's giving you exorbitant amounts of money to like big up Chelsea Football Club after every match. To like give Chelsea Football Club a presence on YouTube. Like you are a part of that. Whether Chelsea accept that as a fact or not, it's it's the reality. So for them to put roadblocks in your way to market them, to make people more interested in them as a product. It's backwards. It's hustling backwards. Like you should be more open. Obviously, yeah. like you don't want people profiting off things that you pay for in some ways. So I can see like them being a bit more uh, restrictive with copyrights and things of that sort. But to take down a whole page when if, if I put up something like "Yo Chelsea play today at X time," that's just gonna make you more money. More people are gonna tune into the football match because yeah. I marketed that four hundred thousand to four hundred thousand people that the game starts now, I put up a picture of Hazard that may be copyrighted, maybe not. Like, maybe you should use a little bit more discretion in that way. Because they're doing, in essence, you a favor.
1: No, you're right. But here's here's the thing. I mean, number one, with these accounts, when they take, a, it's normally photos, for example. But when they take a photo, they completely re-edit the thing. Put graphics on top, this and that, this and that. It's completely original after that. Mm-hmm. And even when you try and ask permission, it's still denied so no matter what you do. And it's, it's just ridiculous. And I, I kind of find it disgraceful. And it's no surprise to me. I'm thinking, why the hell all of a sudden are the club being so strict and stringent? Basically deleting these accounts, getting them off of Instagram. And obviously, Chelsea released their own app, didn't they? What was it? The fifth stand they released. Now I'm thinking, of course, I downloaded it at first, but I've, I've deleted that app. I'm never going to use it again. Because in a way, I'm kind of seeing it as the club competing. in this, I wouldn't even say competing. Maybe I'm a bit too much of it but in a you get the sentiment i'm trying to say it's like yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, they're, of audience they' they're, they're basically
2: being a bully to the. Yeah, no no yes, no no, no, no
0: because it says okay we've got all these fan accounts no we want to be the premier fan account yeah, so basically right. yeah, exactly. f- I mean, screw chelsea fan TV, screw it's kind of gangster lines. i'm i'm Don't not gonna to front, front you come to my
2: yeah
0: <laughs> but, 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 but <laughs> you know what so, do, 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 do you know why it can't work why do i go to blue lines tv because i like what nini says and how he says it so right. fair enough because you know what it's like fifa and pro Evo. fifa yeah. you've got all the licenses you've got all the stadiums but i prefer the the gameplay of pro Evo. so you, yeah. you can have all the licenses you want fifa but the gameplay the essence of the game will always be better on Evo. hence why i'll always get Evo over fifa
1: but it's scary though i mean what it starts <laughs> with instagram what if it moves to youtube or twitter or any other platform when when does it stop? That that's the thing, and it's just like I'm looking at what Liverpool do, for example. You know the Liverpool uh, YouTube channel. What well, they got red red, Men red TV. Red. Imagine they did an interview with Jurgen Klopp, the manager of Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp. That's like ooh, the ooh. pinnacle for every channel. But to have the opportunity to do that with Liverpool being helpful and letting them do that.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine
1: Chelsea? They don't even let Netflix film a documentary there. But Liverpool, they know what they're doing. It's about the the fan experience. With the Premier League now, I mean it has been it's been coming, this corporate mentality. The Premier League, they're FA allowing anyone to take over, no matter no matter how the if they if they can meet the financial demands or whatever. It's I mean, remember that like, the whole city owner wanting to change your name to something else? Blackburn, the guys that run the chicken factory wanting to change your name, you've got a. The man seed with the tie at first, before
2: wasn't it? Wasn't it? Hull wanted to change their name to like Hull Tigers or something yeah, like exactly that, like an American team? Yeah, disrespect. This is what I hate about. Hell, oh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Vincent Tan from Cardiff. He changed yeah. the color I'm of them, like that they've had for like hundreds of years or whatever the I'm case telling, would be. I'm
1: like, to, you know, why? Because they all look at the American sports, and they think, Wow, first of all, all, the athletes earn way more than what football has done. Billions and billions are made from all the sports. You there. sound like Trump, all these. It's, they're trying to turn the Premier League into something like that where it's just like make money from it. It doesn't matter about the fans from then on.
2: What was, is, is it true that like Arsenal made Arsenal Fan TV change their name? Obviously,
0: the guy who owned UFF he was saying to me that basically Arsenal didn't make them do it but because they know the law and I think the law said that look, you're going to run into issues especially with how how big you are if you keep the name Arsenal. So, for legality issues and everything, it's wiser to call itself AFTV. Mm-hmm. So, right. it's, 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 it's just a wiser business move to, to make. It's oh, not
2: no, even no, false no. advertisements. Like it, it is yeah. exactly what it says it is, but because the name Arsenal's there... Basically,
0: these clubs, they see how big these fan channels are getting. And they're seeing that this fan channel movement, this is a real thing, and money can be made here. So, what they want is that you know what? Because we're so obsessed with money and we're not happy enough with the billions that we already make from sponsorships and everything. (laughs) We want to make we want to even make even more money. So basically, these guys who are making all of this stuff themselves, screw you. We want to have the premier number one fan channel. If anything you do is related at all to Chelsea United we will get the best lawyers like Mr. Bonds and Simpsons we'll get the best yeah. lawyers and we will flip it sue <laughs> your sue your ass
2: so if Chelsea came to you and yeah. was like we 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 want you to work with us to do xyz and you can be on our YouTube channel etc like if an opportunity to work with Chelsea came up would you do it or would you be more happy just to build
1: your own i'm selling out <laughs> <laughs> look man
0: that is his Ghanaian side saying that not his white side that's his Ghanaian side only a West African knows the beauty in that so oh yeah
1: it's this is I mean we can start talking about capitalism right now but this is what it does capitalism you know it it is just greed in the end this is why things self-destruct constantly this is why there's always economic crashes constantly and you're looking at all the other leagues now they're thinking shit we want some Premier League money you know what I mean? Damn, you know our fans aren't rich enough, those idiots, to be able to to fund us more. I know what we'll do in our league. Let's let's take one game to America. Oh, that'll be really great. You know what? Ugh. I
2: think was it. I think all captains of of some league were just yeah. like, nah, we're oh, not doing it.
1: that. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Like, all, their side chicks are there. They can't go to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I've got to run, man. I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah.
2: Run. All right. Um, not so this, this this was the Talking Tactics podcast. Um, Nini, if you could shout out one more time uh where people can find you and, and your stuff.
1: You guys, if you want to find me, go to YouTube, type in Blue Lions TV. Lion and like the big cat lion. Find <laughs> me on YouTube. I talk about everything Chelsea, tactics, reviews, match analysis, Transfer news, like in-depth reports, podcast, everything I cover, everything you'd want from a fan channel.
2: Remember, Carl's gonna be on BBC Two at ten on Thursday, so ten PM. So make sure you go check that one out. Have yeah. hope. Where, where can the people find you? Yeah, you can find your
0: boy, Half to the Hope, Powerful hope Football Hall. You know where it's at on YouTube.
2: I'm at Daniel to look. Uh, we're at Talking Tactics. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. All the links are in the description. The link to Carl's piece is also down there as well. So go read it if you want to. Um, yeah, talking to podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always for ball. Indeed, peace. Peace out. Sports Social Podcast Network.